Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the 10 Laws Podcast with East Forest. This week, I have a conversation with my good friend, Tony G, who's down in Silver Lake in Los Angeles. Tony's someone that I've done a lot of events with over the years, and I consider him a good friend. And I won't tell you how we met because we talk about that in the podcast, which is just full of a lot of laughs. He's a he's a really great guy to talk to, so I won't I won't have to tell you that story now. But in the podcast we were, we were chit-chatting and as you'll hear, we decided to do an event together like in a couple of weeks just on the fly. So I'm going to be in Los Angeles for New Year's Eve. We're going to do a New Year's Eve ceremony, East Force ceremony at his studio in Silver Lake, which is um Yoga at the Raven. And that'll be early, early in the evening, so you can go to dinner afterwards and have your New Year's Eve celebrations and libations after that. And then the next day, on New Year's Day, we'll be doing a yoga class that I'll be playing live music for and probably move that into some form of uh, sound bath meditation, probably led by uh, my lady Radha or some kind of workshop exercise. We'll figure it out, but... Uh, you can get your tickets, go to eastforest.org slash tour and grab your spot because his studio is quite intimate and this will be um, not a whole lot of, of spaces available and I'd like you to come if you are in the area and interested in coming. So this New Year's Eve, a couple weeks, and New Year's Day, pick your pleasure, pick your poison and we'll pick your bliss as we dive into this transitional period together from one year into the next. But as we know, that really happens around the solstice, and I think that's what this is all this is all getting us towards. So I know it's that time of year, and it is a wonderful time to take stock and start anew. And it's it's sort of the cosmic galactic new year, this winter solstice that we're stepping up upon. So I'm going to be in Mexico, actually, for that particular galactic event, doing a little bit of R&R. I almost never travel somewhere uh, unless it's work, so this is sort of a special treat to be going down there and get uh, get a week's, a week's rest in another country that I haven't even spent much time in before, so I'm really looking forward to getting some time down there. Uh, yeah, I think... That's that's about it for now. Uh, thank you for giving your reviews of this podcast on iTunes. Give it five stars. Give yourself some some little comments down. The, write a review. It makes a big difference. And you can always reach out at info at eastforest.org. And if you'd like to, uh, to host a ceremony concert in 2019, we are putting together lots of touring and planning that all out. You can just reach out to booking at eastforest.org. Okay, so let's get into this conversation with my good, good friend, Mr. Tony G. I'm sure you will enjoy it. Here we go.
All right, Tony G, how are you? I'm doing well, my brother. Um, it's great to be talking to you. Where are you? You're in you're in your home in L.A., I presume. Obviously, I'm in. Yep, I'm in Los Angeles, looking out at my favorite uh, King Palm right now. I'm assuming it's. I'm looking at a lot of snow. Are you still kicking it in the 70 degree weather out there? Yeah, we were talking about um, this yesterday. How uh, people say, "Oh, L.A. doesn't have seasons." It actually does, and we're in my favorite season, which is the soft light. Um, it's got a great vibe right now, man. It's so. I love sitting out in the morning. Um, it's nice and cool. I guess right, seventy degrees. Asshole. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man. Growing up back east in the cold weather, I was just uh, I was writing a letter earlier and telling someone I grew up, man, in, in Rochester, New York. So there was some deep snow, man. And I turned eighteen. I got I bought a Greyhound ticket. I got on a bus and I went to the nearest palm tree. Seriously. So, seriously, man. I uh, pretty much. Uh, well, actually, I went to school for. A little bit and then to my parents uh dismay i basically um said i'm moving to santa barbara and they're like if you want to go then you're going to get yourself there i ended up buying a, um a greyhound ticket and took it across country to santa barbara holy shit a greyhound from Dude, rochester to santa barbara three days man three days yeah a hardcore journey but uh i made it so what year were you in santa barbara that was um 1990, uh, 88, I think 88 or 89. It's kind of a quieter town back then. I mean, it's a little, it's a, it's a lot more crowded now. Yeah. It's, you know, California and just in general, obviously has changed. A lot of places have so much in the last 30 years. And, uh, but yeah, it was much more of a, a beach town. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, just the other day, um, I was, well, I don't, I'm trying to remember why but I was digging through a track off of the music from the Udaya thing. Right. And uh, I was, so normally in these podcasts at the end, I put, I put a song or some kind of music and I was like walking around today and I was like, Oh, you know, if Tony could pick a song, he'd probably want me to put on one of the, uh, (laughs) you know, you have your own version of those recordings. You have the long, hour long or something versions you claim that you prefer. And I was like, yeah. I should stick on one of those long recordings that you like of the, the music from the Udaya stuff. Yep. I think a lot of people be blown away um, that you did, when we did this um, program, we went to Europe to shoot it. And to think that you did, uh, we actually what, shot five classes and you played straight through each class, no breaks. And it's wild though that like people don't know that exists. And well, it's unless they watch the they watch it online. They can see your whole series online. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I guess to really just have everything taken out and just hear the music, that's right. what I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> and I love it, man. Yes. And I love I listen to that all the time. And um that earth track is amazing. Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well you're gonna you got, Go You're going to be psyched, man, because uh, in the spring, I'm releasing a record that's called Music for Mushrooms, a soundtrack for the psychedelic practitioner, and it's five hours long. You know, I've been the one saying that. I think all your albums should be like seven to like maybe even like five, six days long. <laughs> <laughs> well, five hours is pretty long, man. I mean, even when I'm just trying to like, you know, edit something in it and bounce, I can't even listen to the whole thing. You know, usually you just like listen to a track or you're listening to your record to see how it all fits together. This is like a journey. I mean, literally 
it's a beast just to like get through. Well, I've talked um, so many artists in um, that listen to your music. I know a lot of people have turned on to it. I tell them, I say, one of the coolest things is that your music allows because it's such it's so textural and atmospheric and it rolls. You can get into these long pockets of just incredible and amazing space. And like, I find listening to like pop music when I'm trying to create super hard or, you know, just songs because every two minutes you have a new energy flowing. And, uh, so I've been a long supporter of you and the long tracks, man. So, um, can you just tell that story again of how you first came into my music and you, uh, didn't you like listen to it on your phone? on your chest yeah. all night long or something on a bunch of, you took some mushrooms or something and like <laughs> you've never heard of, of anything. And then you emailed me and said, I should come down. And yeah, that's I how told we the met. Story yesterday. That's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking to somebody from Santa Cruz yesterday and they were saying how much I loved your music. And I said, uh, we had worked together and, and Baron said, yeah, tell him the story. And, Basically, she was away. Uh, my wife travels a lot for work, or she did. Now we manage yoga studio together, but before that. And she was away. I found your music, and I started to get into it. And it literally, um, maybe I should start by saying this. I followed the Grateful Dead for many years. So I put on your music, and somehow it released in me, this is the, deep in the DNA, I felt like I was tripping and I started to listen to it. And but how, my wife did you, was how did you find it in the first place? I mean, you were just cruising around on iTunes or something? No, our good friend, Elena Brower. Ah. Um, I remember there was just a weird little, it was like one of those little strings in the matrix. There was just something I saw and somehow I just pulled the string and I followed some things. And next thing I know, I'm deep into your catalog. I stay up most of the night, listen to your music, like at six in the morning, well, not maybe not six, maybe eight in the morning. I wrote you this letter that now that you should look at, it's probably like a creepy love letter. And <laughs> so the person we were telling someone, they go, so what happened? And I go, well, he ends up flying to LA <laughs> and my wife is laughing. This whole story, like I pull off, there you are. And you look at me like, is this guy a serial killer? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, right. We did a weekend of, of, I think I, I don't know, played a class or did a concert or something. And then you handed me a wad of cash and you told me to throw it on the table when I got home with my wife and say, that's LA. <laughs> I was, dude, I, it was such a wild, um, the, the way the friendship happened. And then, you know, I mean, obviously I've watched your, um, your whole thing just go in so many cool directions. And, uh, I'm really happy for you, man, because you deserve it. And, we were talking about wow. Spotify the other day and somebody was saying like, I must be an artist that has some kind of, I don't know what the deal is to go. Yeah. Spotify can be weird. And, and I thought to myself how you've used it in this amazing way to get your music out. Cause you're on so many, somebody said this to go, yeah, East forest, man, that dude gets put on every playlist. Uh, and I was, yeah, that which is rad. Yeah. Spotify has been good for me. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people complain cause they're coming from a major label point of view Yeah, where, but it's like, if you're on a major label deal, you're only getting 12% usually of yeah. uh, your proceeds anyway. So yeah. I think they're just feeling like they should be getting more, but it's like, well, get off that deal, you know, <laughs> release it on your yeah. own. I, I mean, know. you know, the old, I mean, it's the not rule what it is was. keep your, yeah. Yeah. And don't, well, I mean, you know, Marin was saying this, that, you know, you own all your masters um, and that 
you're so prolific and you're, you know, you put out so much stuff these days and it's so cool that you have full control to do, to do whatever you want. Yeah. I don't own, um, that held record, but, uh, oh. well, it's with, it's with the label for a couple years, but you're right. Um, speaking of that, you own your studio and, uh, there's some level of autonomy there. I know you were thinking of, of moving and stuff, but it sounds like you're going to be there for a few years in Silver Lake. Yeah. You know, it's been one of those things I've been here 15 years teaching. Um, and I don't really, I love the the community. I love the studio. There's times I would like to do other things, but it just seems that my, uh, my Dharma at this point is to be, uh, teaching on the streets with the folks. Yeah. Are you, are you going to, I mean, where are you at with festivals and stuff? Cause I know you, both of us have kind of gone through a bit of a journey with our feelings on doing those at all. Are you, are you still planning on doing anything? I th- we're going to be a tree for it, right? But, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm yeah. doing a cool festival with this guy yeah. in the East Forest. <laughs> uh, Tree Ford, hands down, is my favorite festival um, I've been to just because it's sort of, it, it's in a span that I can I can deal with. I love the way they have the diversity for music, comedy, and then... Stay in a like hotel. hotel. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to thank you. I like hotels. Um, yeah, but it, it's, you know, it's a changing, I think that, like I said, we've watched a lot change over the last 15 years, I know teaching, but the last eight years since I've opened the Raven, the market, man, I mean, it changes now, like every six months, you have to repivot. And the festival thing, it's just a lot of work to get out there. Um, and I think earlier on, it was cool. Uh, these days, I, you know, it's a lot of work to go out for a few days. And Yeah, I tell him with you, it's, it's probably what's way more work than any other type of gig. And I wouldn't say that the impact is more, especially when there's so much going on at those things. Like sometimes I feel like when people are listening to music or something, they don't even know who they're listening to. They're just enjoying it, you know, and then they go to the next thing. And I wonder with the yoga too, if, I mean, I know it does land with some people because I've, 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 I ran into someone, where was I? It might've been in Denver. And uh, they came up to me afterwards and they said, I was at the, your class with Tony G at the Eclipse Festival. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and that's why they came to that show. You know, they like, I just walked into that class. It was awesome. And I've just been tracking it since. And here I am. So it, it does land with people. But you no know, doubt first, it's, 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 it's hard on the body. You know, it really is. Um, the first time, I don't know if you remember this, we played at Lightning in a Bottle. And I love those guys. I love that How festival. How could I forget, and, dude? Dude, the ice on your computer. Remember, yeah, it was like it was, a, it was well over 100 <laughs> degrees in that tent and everyone's computers were failing from being overheated, even like the sound people. And I it needed my computer to play. So I, we got a bag of ice and put like a, I don't know, like a garbage bag on top of that. And then I put my computer on the bag of ice. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And you know what's really funny about that? That first one, that there were the whole front row, if you remember, people had pillows and were laying down and all these people were on mushrooms. They later on told me, oh, and really? a bunch of these kids were on mushrooms, and then ended up loving your music the way that I taught, and ended up coming back to LA, and they took my teacher training. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, and they were, but they remember they were blasted on uh, on mushrooms, just in their pillows, and I like never talked to people on pillows, like just sleeping. They were like, <laughs> "Sorry, tripping." <laughs> like, Nidra yoga, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. "Have at it, man!" <laughs> a little dream yoga. That's been yeah. an issue for me. I'm doing the ceremony concerts and there's always one person who just flat out starts snoring and falls asleep. Like they're not even, That's they're not funny. even, they're just doing their own thing. And I'm like, I even say like, somebody wake that person up and they wake them up. And then five minutes later, 
So can't out. you just can't you just turn it up? <laughs> I try. I do everything. I go over there and I kick him as I'm playing the flute. I had one guy. He fell asleep before I even finished doing my intro. Like <laughs> I hadn't even started playing yet, and he's. But that's out. funny. That's one of your new people are like looking around. Is that his field recording? Is that something he? Made? <laughs> you just put it in there now. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Um, those have been going pretty well, huh? The. Yeah. The yeah, super good. Um, it's just something I keep thinking about and developing, and I have all these interesting ideas. Like just recently, I was thinking about how to incorporate story and narrative and like elements of myth, and like adding like adding in almost like a through line of of narrative somehow. And I, I haven't cracked the code on what that is, but beyond um, the fact that I could collaborate with just about anybody to do even cooler things, like with lighting or artistic design of the space, or directors or dancers or performers it could be like it, i would like it to be something that you could do think about like if i did it in vegas you know if it was the the, the biggest culmination the everything. biggest culmination would be madison square garden in the round that'd be a week-long man. residency and you're just like you know taking people deep into their hearts into their minds their lives and it's like it's mainstream but it's new and then it I and then it. it can run in vegas where the midwest people are coming and every night they can go there and just be like, what the hell was that? You know, why am I thinking about my past and my ancestors? Oh, and, my God. You know? Well, you know, it's wild. You got – well, we were talking about you a lot the last couple of weeks. Just, I actually think you're, you're – you set yourself up in a way now where you've done so many different things that that's not – seriously, like that's a reality for you. It's, it's hard to – that's what makes your music so interesting and your whole thing. It's hard to – put you in any one category now you're sort well, of doing your excited thing. to just do whatever excites me i mean that's amazing whatever collaboration or anything yeah yeah what, what are you excited about what do you want to be doing or collaborating or are you just you're excited about your teacher trainings you know i i loved it. one of the things i find interesting um there's so few teachers anymore that are still on the ground teaching in public studios that have done it for long periods of time. Yeah. Elena Brower, I've always, um, I really love her and honor her because she always kept a toe in the, in the tea, uh, the local pool and it, with the changing market, man, you gotta be steady. You gotta be like a turtle. And yeah, I'm excited about being able to, um, you know, doing it this long, sharing, sharing with people. And, um, I feel like, uh, I've been calling myself, I'm more like a young elder. Uh, a lot of these new folks coming up, man, they're in it two years. And they're like, they're fried out. I'm like, dude, you, if you want to have a career, man, you better pace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all two grumpy old men. It's like, you know how to do it. It's like, yeah, you got to sleep. You got to get your sleep. You got to have your, yep. your coffee. You got to get yeah, the timing I mean, right. It, absolutely. Uh, I turned 50 this year. So I guess what, you know, what does excite me though, is me and uh, my wife and I last year, she left her job at 20 years and she worked at Whole Foods and you know, she worked really hard for a lot of years and she took over certain imagining studio. And during that time, we got to wake up every day together. We got into walking, like we just walk every single day. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, man. And, uh, and then we basically got into, uh, I took some cool courses with the, uh, flow genome project. I don't know if you know those cats, Jason Silva there. I know it's, it's like Jason this, Silva. Yeah. It's all the, it's all the folks into the flow state, uh, yeah. into, and a lot of, um, um, but you're looking a lot like a lot of uh, business people too. And they basically we got into microdosing, and oh, yeah, that yeah. was that was a really cool. Um, you know, actually, you were a ways back. You remember that was a couple sure. years ago. 
Mike, yeah. but did you guys, you got more into LSD microdosing, right? Yeah, we, we found that, um, we liked the, the plant and, but it was really inconsistent. And we uh-huh. found that when we would do it, um, me and her got really creative together uh-huh. when we would, when we do this stuff. And obviously if, if you don't know about it, it's not like you're tripping. It, it, it's super mild. Uh, yeah. and at any rate, we found that we got really agitated with each other on mushrooms. <laughs> we've been together 25 years trying to, go, yeah. Yeah, trying to make it to like 26 and we were like this isn't gonna work we found that the uh the old school back to the deadhead some good old classic lsd variations were much uh yeah more to our liking last winter i was i tried microdosing and with you with lsd and it was every fourth mm-hmm. day i took in a tincture it was you know i it's interesting. Like some days I felt like I could actually feel like an energy in me. Some days not, but I mm-hmm. felt like it helped me, uh, get out of a certain depressive hole. You know, I can't say what did it, but I do feel like it helped. I really do. Um, yeah. And I'm, it was like, you know, toxicity is nothing. And like, it felt like it was just, it was such a little thing. It was almost homeopathic. Um, but I'd rather do that than a pharmaceutical or, you know, some things that are actually quite difficult to handle phys- phys- physically. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a, when I read about it first, I was reading about it. What got me into it was more through um, a lot of like, um, what's his name? A lot of big business people. And they were talking about how they used it. Um, Silicon Valley, a lot of those folks there did. And when they would get stuck on things, I love this idea. They would have projects and when they, um, they couldn't go any further, they would do that. And they, and they called it lateral thinking. And, and I thought that was so rad that they were able to, mm. uh, it made them pause and be able to like move along this great field and see the different possibilities. Um, yeah. and I got to say f- for myself, um, going to art school and all that, my wife and I had like a creative period, literally of three to four months. And we wrote these manuals. I mean, it was insane. We've never been more focused. We worked together and we created a, a really this amazing amount of uh, output of cool, cool, um, stuff that we can you know we're still using yeah yeah i know it's i know it's a really hot topic in the past year microdosing but i don't know it's it's such a easy safe thing to do it's just people don't have ways to get a hold of the the medicines or titrate it out to the the little doses but if you do it's an interesting thing to experiment with for sure i actually just had a guy on that podcast the other day who works with ketamine with patients like totally legally above board. And I learned all sorts of stuff about basically ketamine assisted therapy as a way of enhancing your moods and feeling. And, and he said a lot of his patients, not all of them, but some of them, you know, they're, they're well people, quote unquote, they're looking to just enhance their life more. They're not necessarily, they're also people who have had treatment resistant depression who are doing it Mm. and it works. That's mostly why people have been doing it, but there are plenty of people who just come in to get like you do any, you know, experience. It's not a, technically a psychedelic but uh you know like they do a psychedelic to just get better to make to make yeah. a, a well person get better <laughs> i love that idea it's a great idea and you know it's interesting i mean just the name of it micro dosing this is the thing i because i loved it um i loved teach yoga i love to share because it what it did for me in my life and i look at so many folks and they come in and they go hey man they want a macro experience they want to shift on a yeah. macro level you know yeah. what I'm saying? And you're like, dudes, I mean, what do you eat? 
Who do you hang out with? <laughs> exactly. uh, how is your body? You know what I mean? What do you it's watch? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Are your finances like all those things like are so wrapped into sort of our state and our, where we are in our, in our life. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I have found that, you know, it's funny back to the old grateful dead moving around the country, always like nervous, like who is in my rear view mirror. Now they finally make weed legal. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really that interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same thing happened to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you know, me and Baron were saying what makes us excited is the, is the micro of every day just waking up. Like we're at a good space, man. It's taken us 50 years to get to where we are. And we just really dig oh, our life, man. It's so it's good simplistic. to hear. Yeah, man. Yeah. And are you, are you, I know, well, people don't know you're a painter. Um, that was a big part of your life when you were younger. Are you painting still? At the moment I'm not. And, um, you know, because I went through so many years doing that and then music in LA and I know I'll get back into it right now. Um, I, I feel that really yoga is the painting. It's the art for me. What I love about it. It's like doing a painting every day with the people you hang out with. And then that's it. Next day, a new painting. And at some point, because that takes something, you know, it does takes a lot of time and, and I need a, a good amount of space. Yeah. And when I do it, I, I can't just sort of do it like, oh, let me work on the painting on Tuesday nights, you know, for two hours. I got to get into it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And music, yeah. you were, were you managing at Largo in LA or were you just working there? Or what were you doing there? Uh, I started off, uh, yeah, if you know, Los Angeles, a place called Largo, blessed to, you know, it was a, an amazing time when like people, Amy Mann, Elliot Smith, th that era yeah, were playing there. I mean, when Jack Black was just like, you know, just starting out. Uh, and I started off as a busboy, waiter, doorman, manager, and um, it was a cool gig. Wow. Yeah. That place has changed, I know, but it was a real seminal place in the music scene in the day. Yeah. Now they're, now they're more into, it's funny, now they really, um, they, a comedy is very big there now. Comedy's big everywhere, yeah. You know, but it gave me a deep appreciation um, for for music. And if you ever have been there, you've heard about it. There, it was so focused on the artist, and no cell phones. And uh, the guy who owned it, Flanny, was he's such a he still owns it, such a great guy. But he he really was like the artist was the heart. And like when you when I when me and you play together, I always try to like um, he taught me like like never like you know treat the artists that is why everybody that's why we're here so when we play together like like you said like 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 me trying to shush you or something we have these conversations like hey keep it down easter east give me a little more bass or you know <laughs> and uh you're the only or you go teacher when i play that you ask me to turn it up and you tell everyone in the audience that needed to stop talking and listen more if they're not listening they need to stop what they're doing <laughs> stop the yoga and you should be listening <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you know Largo, man, that's Flandy's whole thing, man. If you, you couldn't use a cell phone and back then, well, they really weren't just coming out, but you couldn't talk. And man, my job for like two years there, I mean, people were whispering. He'd be going, tell those, he was Irish, he goes, tell those fuckers to shut up. And man, it was so intense. And I'm a, you know, I'm a Aries, you know, like I'm, I'm a fiery guy, but I'm a Libra rising. So it was very hard for me to walk up. I'd be like, could you please keep it down? <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, man. I um, no, like I was telling you, like when you say people can go listen to you play that hour long, I love what we did together, and I love what we uh, a lot of people in the beginning elementals that the DVD we did and thinks it's so really powerful. But there's something to be said just sometimes to get into the pocket of the music 
Um, mm-hmm. And because I was teaching, a, you know, it was basically a yoga program. I couldn't just be like, all right, I'm not going to say anything. We'll just let East music move through you. And it has the whole story embedded in it. <laughs> it would be cool to do a class with people who know what they're doing and they just follow you and that there is no talking. It's just music and you're on a stage and you're just doing the sequence just by moving yeah. it. If you notice last time, uh, where was I? Actually, it happened at the Raven. Uh, these two folks came out, S.E. Jane, uh, who knows uh, Elena. They came out and we were, they play really even mellower than you guys. And uh, well, than you guys, than you. <laughs> so he's got, he's got his like, yeah. So the folks out there listening, you got like a, a band of, uh, yeah, people around you, <laughs> but that haven't embodied yet. Cool chimes. <laughs> well, I started though when we were doing a class together. I started to just do movements because um, sometimes I just it was like I didn't want to have to give all the cues, so I just put my hands in the air and people put their hands up, and then I sort of like turned my hands and they, you know what I mean. I literally was just mirroring them. Yeah, and but yeah, I think. Uh, do you do a lot of classes that you don't plan out? I mean, it feels like at least when I, I mean, I only really take the classes that I'm with you in, but that you're, you're very open to the moment and riffing off your inspiration, which to me is like so important and important for the music too. They're doing the same thing. It should be a conversation. Otherwise, why have a live musician? And I feel the same way when there's a live musician riffing the teacher, if they're not really listening to that and open to what wants to happen in the room, it's it. That's when it's so hard, you know. Yeah. And I think you do a great job of that, of just sort of thanks, man. Of going where you want to go. I mean, we follow each other, as you always say. It's a live creation. Um, I do feel, um, you know, I'm a, a Bruce Lee fan, and <laughs> this idea lately, I've been visualizing like folks listening to this. If you took an inhale right now, like you fill up with an inhale. And then on your exhale, let that exhale like beam out, like water moving through you in all directions. And if you keep doing that, it's like the water would be moving through charcoal and it it's, has this natural purifying kind of thing. And I believe that your music, just by listening to it, uh, like tuning a guitar, is it's playing, it starts to just vibe, the vibratory quality literally can have really profound effects on people. It did on me. Dude, you're um, my biggest fan. I love it. Well, I really, I'm a I, big fan of you too, but oh. it's, I, I love it, man. Every time we work together, it's like, I think that's, I also like playing together because yeah. you're so supportive. Well, I really, uh, so this year you ask like, what am I excited about? And in a class, do I plan them? My, my three big things I would say that I deal with these days in classes, I ask people to come. Can we experience and explore? Um, that doesn't mean we're moving towards a finished pose. We are always around this timeline of um, what is finishing a pose? You know what I mean? So I really ask people to open up. And I think we do that when we work together to experience and explore. Um, In more of my own classes without a musician there, I really do work on a lot of um, drills, uh, repetition that creates skills in people. Um, And over the last week, we put out, I've been getting all these pictures back that we took at different events. And I realized people tell me two things they always do at my classes. They laugh and they learn. Yeah, definitely. So are you, are you going back to Europe this summer again? You know, um, I don't know if they'll have me back. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. Um, at the moment there's no plan of that. Um, but I, you know, I'm open. Um, 
And I went, if you know, people listening, we went there a bunch of years to Bulgaria, to uh, Udaya, to between recording and playing the festivals. And, uh, and I really like where they've taken it. It seems like it's really starting to take root. Really? I've, yeah. Um, Rada, Marissa, she's been going, she loves it. She goes every year to their festival and works there. So I think it's been, if you count, well, I don't know how long the actual festival has been. What has it been like four or five years? Yeah. Something like that. But there was something, um, we did a workshop at Esalen recently and there was Actually, yeah. somebody there who was at the first Who Die Alive that we were at. Wow. Yeah. They're like, that's how I saw it. Yeah. That's where I learned about it. She was there. I was like, Bulgaria. And she was German. So I don't know why she was all the way at Esalen, but maybe vacation or something. Um, it's a trip. I I think that a lot of the folks that um, are going there now, when we went, I mean, I think that was when it was building. And I, I think it's, it's first got year, a, right? That's yeah. For me. Yeah. And yeah. The, you know, those things roll. I think there's a lot of folks now that are going to really dig, um, are coming from all over the place. Um, mm. And and I saw, like I said, just through social media, keeping up, I'm very happy for them. It seems like things are going well and um, they're developing uh, a group of people that are going. So there you go. So your series, um, is it something you can, you can go on their site and stream the whole thing or how does that work? Yeah, they uh, just recently put it on where it used to be, first it was a DVD, right. you know, and that's how long ago and in some ways when we shot that. And then it went into flash drive. Yeah. And now they're doing it live, uh, live stream, I guess they call it, which would mean you'd have to have internet. Um, it's not downloadable, but mm-hmm. you can go and get it. And, um, Just practice you know, along to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and people, you know, people love it. I feel that, you know, it feels to me like it was done a lifetime ago. I know it's just, but it's the production quality is a lot is higher than you'd expect because we were in these giant green screen sound stages that they shoot sort of like B Hollywood movies in like Van Damme movies, <laughs> and like huge sound stage basically on a set and uh, with red cameras and booms and the whole thing. It was cool, man. It was, you know, I look back at that time and if you, if you're not aware of it, um, check it out it's called yoga elementals if you are and you've even seen some of the footage i mean that was really insane um living in la so many people who watch that there's a lot of directors i know and they tripped out because they couldn't believe editors especially they would be like wait a minute how the hell did that dude play music and where did you and they kept watching they go wait a minute those are live takes and i go yes we shot five classes one hour long Mm -hmm. no cuts and if you think about that, that's pretty amazing. You played. Remember, that was your concern. You're like, dude. It was a heavy lift, yeah, because we also did it in one take pretty much. Like, you we did, didn't, yeah. We didn't do like, oh, we screwed. We've almost never stopped and like, let's redo that. You know. So once we did it, that was it. It was to tape, so to speak. I mean, personally, um, I have the tapes, and I will leave this to more of <laughs> the people that listen out there. I would at some point really think a petition maybe needed to – loosen his little fingers onto the locks of those tapes <laughs> and release the whole I don't um, know if I have them to be honest I think uh, you're the only one who has them I, I don't know if I have the you did give it to me at some point and I remember one of the concerns I had is you can hear like sort of talking in the background but it's not very clear so it's sort of I thought I just like well that doesn't work you know because 
And of course, maybe for you, you just tune that out. But I, I think that might have been my initial thought. You know what? I or maybe I, it was something like the the stereo field was screwed up. Like it was it wasn't it was mono or something. There was something about it that I was like, oh, that's a problem. It was the it was the voice, I think. And you know what? I think for you, it would be a problem. And for any artist that is looking to have their stuff put out, I think for anybody who's a lover. I mean, I followed the Grateful Dead. They recorded, they had people record their yeah. live shows. And you know what some of those tapes sound like. Yeah. The voice is so, if it's there, I wouldn't hear it. And if you hear it, then you're, then you're just naturally microdosing. So good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, it was, it was a long time ago at this point. It just feels like old, old work for me. But um, who knows? I haven't even listened to it. You know what I think is cool? I would, um, if you get a chance and you, you could go listen like, uh, you know, on YouTube, watch a little piece. The thing that you put that together, it's a string you really never stopped through the classes. It's amazing. And I don't know, man, they're records onto themselves. I mean, they were, <laughs> you started off, I said, can you do pads? You created the pads, moved into these atmospheric um, sections, and then that became, and you even put it, created space to do some of your, which are now classic, choose good, some cl- your <laughs> classic tunes, man. Well, you picked those. I think you, because I think every now and then we'd have like a song you know, or something come in. (laughs) I mean, I love those things. And it's so funny because I've been listening to them. I mean, you know, I played you. I have someone, someone else came to a show who's one of your students. I don't remember what his name was. I was at Estlin, I think. And he said, yeah, I'm a student of Tony's and I hear your music every single class. (laughs) I hear your music all the time because Tony plays it every time. (laughs) You know what's funny is that at one point, it was a couple of years ago, where I was just so into teaching and your music, but you made me some of those pads. And I would put on, like, because I'd like to, like, I'd put on a pad of yours that would maybe be like two minutes, and then I'd repeat it. You'd and loop to me, it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd loop it. And you know what's so funny? I mean, I'm, a, I'm an old school tripper, so I'd be there, and sometimes you're in the <laughs> class, I'd be like, can you guys feel the pulsation of the music? And then I'd be like, oh man, that got so chill. And, and my wife's like, dude, it's the same fucking loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like an hour. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I mean, I hate to tell you, but you're playing the same song the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I love about it, man. And uh, <laughs> But I got to give really to anybody, and this person might have been one of those people. There was a point where like six months, I just went into the pad zone. And I just wanted people to say, I want this music to wash through you. And I want us to focus our minds. I'm really into this um, this idea of, um, who said this, uh, putting your, your brain in your muscles. Your brain in your muscles, uh-huh. Somatic so by, type thing, yeah. Yes, and by as you slowly begin to, um, you know, connect into your focus, like uh, your awareness. A lot of yogis go to yoga just almost. You've asked people; it's more of like a Buddhist thing. They go and want to just get out of their body, and they don't want to think. Uh, my whole thing is like focusing your mind on your body, using your breath as the bridge. So breath, mind, body to really create this deep connection and has an amazing effect. Well, there's so, different, I guess, right? Some people are, it's about the fitness thing and some people it's more of the spiritual thing. I feel like for you, it's probably been more of the spiritual approach, the yogic practice. Would you say that's correct? Yeah. yeah and I, I think the, and the idea of where I came into it more from cosmology, like I wanted the, the spirit end of it. I would say now through biology, I get the cosmology. Ah. Through through the movement of the, the, the Fibonacci sequence, the divine uh, placement of ourselves in our own bodies, which is we are sacred geometry in the way that we move and the muscles and the bones, that really has a crazy effect and uh, 
and I'm into those moving patterns to um, like what you did on elementals. I'm really not what I love to do is play music through the body. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Do you know what I'm saying? So how do you connect and make those um to get people into a class and say, don't worry, man, it's not about this or that. It's just we're, we're moving together and we're seeing how we flow through space and time for this hour and a half. Enjoy yourself. Well, you definitely have a viewpoint of music given your own background. Um, but that, I don't know, it seeps beyond just having music in your class. You seem to have some kind of musical outlook on your approach to teaching, sort of nonlinear yeah. in a way, more feeling based. Yeah, yeah. Um, my wife was talking about this. Uh, I'm very intuitive, but being an Aries, uh, I was having like an instinct, instinctual. Uh, Aries have a lot of, you know, they have instinct. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's to be honest with you, my parents as a kid always told me they're like, uh, be a, be a Renaissance man. Like, you know, all the, you know, study everything, a little bit of everything. Um, and I do feel that all that shows up in classes and stuff. We're planning our New Year's class this year, uh, and you know you've come down for that. And and it was sort of your. I know you've been busy, and I, well, I haven't even a, I didn't even ask you. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this year, because I just have to do it totally right. Or I was just like, oh, we'll just do a, a short class, pull some animal cards. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything going on. Oh, so it's a dead time of year. <laughs> I mean, oh well. So basically, if I invited you down, there's a potential chance within. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Nineteen days, twenty days. Yeah, you can make your way to that. Yeah, because it's just an excuse to get to warmer weather. See you guys. You know. Um, yeah. Oh wow. I could be into that. Well, the, you know what? I'll let my people call your people. <laughs> <laughs> just, hold on one second. Let me. Hey, Marin. <laughs> She's in the other room. Can you can you email these forest right now with a contract? <laughs> contract you're like i'll pick up at the airport i'll pay you a day we'll, eat, we'll have a good time yeah i say we do it um yeah oh, that'd there's be something else I was, i'll i'll have to tell you offline that i okay. need to no i mean there wasn't someone else i wanted to see actually in the area so in the first week of january so it could be good oh sweet dude yeah things really oh, start to ramp up for me like after that um you know, the first Ramdas thing comes out at the end of january and stuff like that but like you know how it is around christmas time and new year's it's like it's dead so yeah well to that well, let's we'll talk when this is i would be you know yeah it'd be i fun. would absolutely be thrilled dude well you know you've done it and there's no i mean that's the yeah, highest totally, highs for me it's sweet yeah it's yeah you have a great community there a lot of regular regular customers coming through yeah oh my god you will have to do multiple shows seriously it's like <laughs> well it's a you'll small be like, place too yeah yeah well you'll be like selling out show after show um um and by the way congrats the whole ramdas thing I mean, yeah, it's um, awesome. Yeah, I just heard actually yesterday that they played him a lot of the music. Um, he's heard bits, but and that he really liked it, which I was like, yeah, he's a hip dude, man. He and he just wants to, yeah, he's just excited for it to get out there and and for his work to be in, in this kind of a new medium. He's such a hip cat like that. I love it. He's, I mean, he's wrong. Yeah. I mean, they, there's a big article about him in GQ last week. I don't know if you saw that. I did not, but I know that he is like. It was cool. They wow. did, you know, it's GQ, right? So it's fashion magazine, yeah. but it's really, but they did, they took really cool pictures out there in his home. And one of them is like him in front of his puja table 
with all these cool like colored lights behind him, like magenta and some yellow. And he's in his wheelchair. And instead of putting him in like a GQ suit, he's got his like house slippers on. <laughs> and it's like the coolest, like that is, there he is. There's Ram Dass chilling at his home, but looking kind of glam, you know, it was, I thought it was amazing. It's a testament to like, you know, the folks that are around him and stuff too. You know, that guy must, it's hard enough to go on in life. And oh like, he's, he's an older guy. 87. Yeah, I know. And I mean that like he had a stroke and all that. Yeah. He is it's amazing to me that um like that he is just he's still going really strong. Still teaching, actively participating in the world. The fact that I could wa- I could basically say, Hey, I'd like to do a record with you. And there, you know, the normal response, especially someone who's tired and overworked and all this stuff. 87 and it says yo that sounds nice i've spoken there's fifty thousand hours of my recorded voice go have at it right that would be the logical response and instead he's like absolutely so when you coming over <laughs> like let's do i'll record more you know and i trust you it's just like are you wow. kidding me like he yeah. just gives he just gives man he just wants to teach it's amazing and you know i think i mean you know I mean, I love you, man. And he's your stuff though. I mean, it take, took one listen. I'm telling you, man, they, they probably put one or two songs on. And he's like, whoa, you know, he's, he's a pocket guy, man. He just, he wants to be <laughs> in the pocket. Guy. He's like, you know, he just pocket wants to be love. like, yeah. yeah, he's just like, whoa. I mean, cause I've seen him live, man. And the dude is or oh, I, you know, great. He, yeah. You know, it was in Maui. I saw him. Um, oh my God. It must have been eight years did ago. Did you go to the retreat? I did. And he came oh, and did God. something. I've got to see him twice. And you know this guy named Kenny Graham, another teacher. I uh, don't. I didn't know uh, you went out there to retreat. That's so cool. Yeah, he actually came. I was doing a thing with a group called Anusara Yoga back then. He came and he was teaching on Patanjali Sutras. Oh, he came and, to their retreat. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was super rad though because he came, dude. And I'm telling you that, like, as you know, you've been around him. He comes into a room about maybe 150, 200 people. And at the time he was in... Uh, he was in a chair and they bring him down the center, but man, he came by and you just, his essence was so sweet that like, uh, I just literally started to tear up and, and then he spoke and yeah, he was, he was mind blowing. Yeah. He's done a lot of good work on himself where he's now just in a place of love and he exudes this really beautiful love to people. And that's what you're picking up on. And I think he's showing you too, as a mirror, Sort of like, you know, you can do, you can be this too, like right now. And it's just unconditional love that he received himself from the Maharaji. And there's a a track on the album called A Miracle where he recounts the story of when he met the Maharaji named Kuroli Baba. And it took him an hour and a half to tell the story, okay, when we were recording him out because he's he's of his aphasia, you know, there's a lot of gaps in between. It's just very hard for him to speak. The track is six and a half minutes, the story. And it took an hour and a half. And essentially tells the story of a miracle where uh, Maharaji read his mind. And he walked up and when he met Maharaji, he thought, this is a cult. I want nothing to do with this. And instantly the guy, Maharaji, just breaks him wide open by like just blowing his mind. But he's like, you think you know everything. How about this? You know, I'm going to read your mind essentially. And, uh, And he said in that moment, he felt... He said, wow, that alone blew me open. And then he realized, wow, this guy knows everything I'm thinking, including the stuff I want no one to know. And then he said, and then I looked at the guy and he was looking at me with unconditional love. 
even though he knew all my crap. And I'd never been unconditionally loved before. And in that moment, I then loved everyone. And then my life just became love, 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 love. And it's, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful, beautiful. story. Yeah. You know, it's so I just saw in another article that he is like the hottest thing right now. But you know what I mean? He's really big <laughs> right now. The kids love him, man. Um, well, and I think I've it's read needed. All- it's, it's really, it's because Absolutely. for a time, it's, it's his message is more universal. And, <clears throat> and it's about bringing things together as opposed to pushing things apart. It's not about us versus them. It's just about us. And his, what's funny is his early, and why you have to read his books and just can't think he's Ram Dass because his dad was hilarious, man. Like if you ever read all his, because I loved his stuff, so I read all the books, but the way is like he came from, like cla- like most of us, a classic family. Like exactly, camp, yeah, you, yeah. You know. Yeah, he's like anybody, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he was a smart guy, obviously, but I mean, yeah, it's like what he's become is from his own choice and work in a sense, and that's what's so great about it. I mean, I'm so happy for you. And I think that it was the perfect match because um, remember I was saying like your career choices, I think it's interesting just that you keep doing all this stuff and it's like, you just keep like, you're like an octopus, man. You start off with this one and you see more tentacles are growing and you know what I'm saying? But, and it was like back to the Spotify thing. It's this thing where you just keep overlapping. And and the coolest thing about um, Maren was saying about you is you're so prolific that you've, you have, if somebody gets into you, which is so rad, you have so many different layers and vibes. Um, I went to a class the other day, this dude, he's probably going to listen to this. So he plays like he loves Prana. He Mm. loves that record. Um, when you start looking at all, like certain people have periods of you that they listen to. I listen to all this shit. Prana. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was recorded in 2012 on the winter solstice, which obviously for a lot of people was like, what's going to happen. And we were in, that was in a sound ceremony, a psilocybin ceremony in deep Southern Utah, you know, in a sort of a stone cellar with a wood stove. I mean, it was a really special, special place. Wow. 2012. Yeah. I mean, you, (coughs) excuse me, you, when you go and you, look at your stuff. And that's why when I heard about Ram too, I go, the offerings are just so interesting. It really is true. Like at some point you're going to be like, share up there. You're going to be like, you'll have all the special guests. Ram does. <laughs> and people will be clapping. And then, oh, you're, and then all of a sudden, you know, like these dancers come out and then you know, people like tripping all in caging glass cages and watching what they're doing. <laughs> be like, they won't be cages. Sorry, man. They'll be um, refinement zones. Glass, <laughs> glass pyramids. Yeah. yeah glass pyramids. <laughs> You know what I'm saying though? Like, there's so much. And then you have your, you know, you have held, which is, um, you that's know, my which favorite. Was so, yeah. I see. I think that's so cool is that you like, you, you're really moving in, uh, in all these different zones. And so basically this is your next record coming out though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the music for mushrooms will come out in, in between all that in a sense also next year, but they're separate. They're separate. Well, they're like sister records. Cause you know, Ramdas is the grandfather of the psychedelic movement in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Him and absolutely. T- Timothy Leary. So it actually makes it's sort of a conversation. And there it's or he's the call and then the response is I'm saying, well, hey, here's a modern tool that could be used uh to work with this emerging movement in medicine. Uh, it could be used, I would hope, with the John Hopkins studies, the NYU studies. I literally, you know, I would mm-hmm. I would hope they would would use it. And and then obviously individuals 
it's just, I, I just want all this stuff, like anything you do, anything you digitize and you put out there on the internet, it then has a life that is beyond you. And we're just putting these things out there and we say, you know, go to it, world, go to it, universe, and things just start to do what they need to do. And it's beyond me. I, my job is just to do the creation and for like, like any human, we, our job is to discipline, to create things. And then what happens with it is God's will. And mm -hmm. that's what I love, all those stories. Even like I told you, people coming to me saying they were in a class you took that I was playing music for and we were working together. And now here they are doing this other thing. And I'm just like, that's so cool. It's just like all these little bits of connection that continue out in the world. And we're all this, this web, this web of connection. I think that, um, I love that. And I think that one of the things we both groove on is this. We're linear, circular people. You are, people don't, uh, people that don't know you, I know, I've watched you over the years, that you are um, what I call turtle energy. You're just really into the detail and all this on a linear timeline. It's called Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, patch those together. You're eight years into your down the road, and now you have look at this catalog of stuff. But with that said, when we do a class together, I love to be the linear line so you can be circular and take people out of this, what we consider, the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and music is good at that, I suppose, right? It is very nonlinear in some ways, yeah. It's um, trans, you, trans uh, I don't want to say dimensional, trans, uh, what's the word? It's translinear trans, in a sense. Like it, it can transcend yeah. language. It can transcend um, emotion and time or bring these things together in like synergistic ways. Or Yeah, and your music does that really well. And I think just because, you know, I could, you know, we could put on pop radio and, verse, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, that's some linear shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Music's good at like taking us out of that and, or, or it's showing us the infinite at times. I mean, that's what I love is when we can, we can get a taste of the infinite and, and, and sense ourselves in that. I and mean, that's, that's the money, right? I mean, yoga can do that to you. A lot of things, art, painting, all sorts of things can do that to you. Um, the, the, yeah. the right look, gaze of a lover or a dog and you know, all those micro experiences that that's sort of like what it's all about well that's why i'm excited to um why i always love playing with you too is that people ask a lot like what is your vision where do you want to go and you know one of the interesting things in this day and age where everybody is doing everything online and shorter pieces of everything which is cool i love that to come and sort of like uh experience like when me and you get to play you you could put that on tape and it is good on elementals, but there's nothing like being there. Yeah. That is and it's that spoken requires like a true deadhead. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, it's like it's you just to be present. And I just find in this day and age, what I'm finding with a lot of younger folks is that they really this ability to step in and be present and enjoy, you know, it's so when we were growing up, dude, the you would have an answering machine at home. Yeah, I mean now you know what I'm saying people like live in these tiny boxes. Yeah, and and I appreciate yoga studios because it does give people this time to actually go. And even if you're not talking with people, there's an interaction. The way that I teach, there's a one breath, one kind of energy in the room, um, honoring each person. But so yeah, that's why I'm I'm stoked you're coming for New Year's. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> <I mean, laughs> is gonna be like, wait a minute, what happened here? Wait, by the way, yeah. Next time we talk, you'd be like, yeah, so you'll be talking about New Year's on like another podcast being like, I had a great time in Vegas. You'd be like, what happened in LA? <laughs> I'm doing it, man. I'm into it. I'm totally into it. Yeah, yeah me too, man. Um, 
I just took a trip down to Laguna Beach to have a, a meeting with my manager. And <laughs> what spurred the trip the most is like, I needed to take one more trip so I could get medallion status on my airline. <laughs> that is hilarious. And I was like, That's, that has to happen. You know, it's like makes a, a big difference. Well, well I wanted difference. to ask you, I, Laguna Beach is one of my, um, there's a few couple spots in California, um, you know, I mean, I love it. I lived in Santa Cruz, lived in Santa Barbara. Laguna is really beautiful. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Tim lives. Tim and Isabel. Um, oh, really? So, I mean, that's just where they live. So when we have, we do like a yearly meeting where we kind of, kind of like a little summit, try to step back, look at the big picture map. And that's actually where the Ramdas idea was first discussed was last year in that meeting. I was just, he asked me a really interesting question. It's like, how do you want to be remembered when you die? Or how do you want your work to be remembered when you die? And I said, my answer was, I said, I want it to be remembered in a similar way that Ram Dass's legacy is thought of and remembered, which is like sort of in the name of service, full of love and really has importance for society and will live well beyond him. And then later that turned into, oh, I think it'd be cool to do a record with 13 teachers like from around the world. And Tim said, well, what if, I think you should just do one. <laughs> it should be Ram because that was on my list of like, you know, the Dalai Lama, Ram Dass and... 13 yeah. grandmothers and and so as the universe would have it that's how it happened but uh that that's where some of those ideas come so yeah i was just down there got a little beach time i, I love it it's beautiful down there well if that's where that idea came up with um because i heard one of the little pieces from the record and i love i love ram's voice but yeah. i mean it, you know, it's, it, I, but love, you know, it's so, I love that you call him Rom. I love that. The only yeah, person yeah. I know that calls but, him Rom. Well, you know what's so funny? Well, I call you like all the time I go East. Yeah, you, like, do. Who you, is, do, you do. Who is East? And I go East. And people are like, you mean Trevor or East? I was like, East. You know that Ram Das or Ram, excuse me, he gave me a new name. He, he gave me the name Krishna. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. You, that seems like you a little bit um, playful, a troublemaker. <laughs> well, I didn't know anything about anything, but uh, he gave me the spiritual name and I I was, because of the aphasia, I wanted to make sure that was the full name. There wasn't like a DOS or something attached to it. And, you know, then the next 20 years I'm going around saying my name is Krishna. And then later on you find out it's actually like Krishna Viju or something. And uh, <laughs> or <laughs> so I asked him, I said, Krishna? He's like, you know, he's, he would just say, Krishna. And he said, Krishna? Krishna. And I said, like share, like sting, just <laughs> he, he laughed. He thought that was pretty hilarious. But I was like, I just want to be sure before I walk out of here, you know, this could be it. That is for me. Oh my. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is that you, of all the people, it's the perfect person for your music too, because we've talked about this because he, um, everything that happened uh, after the stroke, what I've always loved is his words are so essential. I mean, he had, can only say, as you said, a few at a time oh, it's and crazy. how he places. I know the yeah, poetry right? of his life is just, you know, he was all about talking and being really good at it. And then he has a stroke that affects his ability to talk. And then he almost yeah. becomes better in a weird way. And then this medium, I, I'm biased, obviously, but this this musical medium is so good for him because the pauses are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. they're irrelevant they actually help because i'm moving phrases around i don't change the order of them but i'm moving the timing of them around because it's now part of the music and now the music is like a film it's adding emotional content to what he's saying so that it just like lifts up what he's saying even more i 
I think it's just a wonderful way to get his stuff across. And then he's so good at like giving me a one minute little micro teaching talk with a perfect opening, a beautiful tag, all this poetry in between. I'm just like, this guy's a genius. And mm-hmm. when you're sitting there, you have to meditate just to follow what he's saying because of the pauses. Yeah. Because there could be 60 seconds between the word the and soul. Right. But then I put it all together and I was like, oh my God, this guy had it all there. It's all there. I mean, I, when I heard it, I was, I literally said, I, I was like, oh, man, I shit my pants. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> literally, I was like, this is the, this is the mix. And because people out there who are listening to this, you got to understand, we've had this conversation that like you're in these amazing pockets in your thing. And then somebody walks in and goes, yeah, okay, let's take out. Okay, well, and I'm like, oh my God, you're killing me. Oh my God, where's the mute button? <laughs> you know, and it, is Ram? I wonder. Um, is he a baritone or what's his what's his range? Do you he know? De- to me, um, as a speaker, he sounds like Gandalf. You know, that's what's so yeah. cool. He sounds like wisdom, and you know, he totally. And the thing is, is his voice is right in the pocket of what does so well with your music. There's this thing where it just flows in, and the <laughs> you know the music moves around. It's so nice. But anyway, when I heard it, I go, "Oh man, this is perfect." Because me and you're always like, "Let's keep the chamberin." to a minimum <laughs> and he's a man of of uh, wise words <laughs> so it was a match made in heaven you know <laughs> yeah well yeah so i'm looking forward to to getting that out and uh yeah i soon need to figure out how to to, to perform some of that stuff live but uh one step wow, at man. a time i appreciate you making this whole podcast an infomercial for east forest <laughs> it's supposed to be about you <laughs> It is. About, I mean, it's about us, man. It's, uh, um, you know, you've been, but seriously, dude, I, I love you, man. You've influenced uh, my teaching and my life. And, and to, uh, so people know this too. I asked you on top of only not only coming here, when you came out to do yoga elementals, which was a pivotal point in my life to do this major piece of work. If I, I wouldn't want anyone else to have done it, but what I asked you to do to go there, it was a lot of, I knew it was a lot of stress and intense, uh, it was a lot of work for you, man. And so I'm ever forever grateful oh, for that, man. Yeah. It was a, it was a great trip. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of work, but I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what we did. And it was an adventure going out to Bulgaria, man. I flew through yeah. Romania. I mean, I remember like the, the machine guns and like all, it, it was intense. <laughs> I had to do like a transfer there and I, I didn't know if I'd get out of there. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, by the way, those guys are working on the new Rambo movie. Over at the studio we were at, really? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I heard. So uh, Bulgaria's such so a yeah. funny place. Like they had giant. You know who's huge there is ZZ Top. Oh really? Yeah, there'd be huge billboards of ZZ Top, and you know I went to someone's house for dinner. This is in New York, but the they are Bulgarian, and like above us, while we we're eating dinner, it was a flat screen TV playing a ZZ Top live concert as our entertainment while we would eat and talk. And I was like, this is an odd thing to be playing while we're having dinner. Billy Gibbons just got back from a tour and he played with Matt Zorn or Matt Zorn played with him on drums from Guns N' Roses. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the first, when I moved to LA, that's the first musician, one of the first couple musicians I met who heard me and took me under his wing. So you can imagine I'm playing like James Taylor songs and I will go to his house. He's got an elevator in it. Like, I mean, imagine Hollywood Hills and he played on all my stuff, man. It was crazy. It was amazing. And, um, 
you know, that was back in the, it was a long time ago and you know, he still was really enjoying himself back then. Yeah. It was a wild time though, but it was just bizarre to have this kid come out, a dad head playing acoustic guitar and he's playing drums on it. It's like James Taylor with like, I would love to hear that dude. I, yeah, you know, it's something that, um, I can send you privately. I don't know if we want to put on the podcast. <laughs> It'll be the outgoing music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> at, at any rate, yeah. Talk about the what a weird world, man. Uh, that's so funny. But yeah, <clears throat> well, I don't know if we'll meet, if find our way back to Bulgaria together. But uh, like I said, man, I'd love to have you come out here for the new year. And, uh, Let's do it. Erin just finished. Yeah, she just finished the flyer. So I'll just say, hold on. Don't go to print yet. Yeah. Um, let me just... Well, we can talk about it after. I'll just, we don't have to do calendar stuff while we're recording, but um, I'll, when we're off here, I'll look at the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, guys, that's enough of that. Yeah. Well, well thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate Th- you thanks. giving me some time. We should wrap again sometime and we can talk about other things. Perfect, man. Yeah. Well, uh, how do people find you? What's the best way to interface with your world? If you're um, just think of Tony G, uh, Tony G Yoga simple go on my website or yoga at the raven if you're ever in la uh, it's on the east side more not near in the silver ocean lake, yeah. yep silver lake uh and come to say hey man i heard you or east forest sent me and come and take a class as our guest and say hello and instagram are you tony g yoga tony g yoga yes cool um yeah and you know that'll give you all the info you need and uh yeah man i really appreciate you having me on yeah all right peace man all right man love to you we'll talk soon All right, so hope to see if you're in L.A. Come join us. We're going to be there New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, eastforest.org slash tour, and you can see tickets and information about that event. Uh, this song you're hearing in the background, it's not the, the hour-long tracks that Tony still has somewhere on his hard drive of our time in Bulgaria, but it is the same music. It's just uh, an extended version of the song Inner Flame, which is from those sessions. And it is available as sort of an an album. It's called Elements, and it's on my website, eastforest.org, and hit the music tab. I believe this particular extended version of the track you're hearing now is a bonus track that is exclusive to to the Bandcamp place, which is actually the only place you can get the Elements record at this point in time. All right. Happy solstice. Keep diving in. Keep walking your walk. Don't take any shit, but you know what to do if you do. Do it with grace, folks. Do it with grace. Thank you.